Atlanta's number one radio stations. Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more. As an educator, Mr. Nelson's teachings are still being quoted in school. Everyone can rise above their circumstances if they are dedicated and passionate. Today, Nelson Mandela's teachings continue to inspire. Inspiration. Pass it on from PassItOn.com. Live from our newsrooms brings back our hit news network, SNN, with many news anchors like Arthur Brooks, Addison Hayden, and Beatrix Gemma. Brings you stories about the news worldwide. Tune in on Atlanta's number one stations, Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6 radio stations. To get the latest news today, listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube, and more. Inclusion is just walking up to someone and being yourself. Inclusion. Let's pass it on. Like 18-year-old Sarah Grecian. My twin brother Jacob has an autism spectrum disorder. He didn't have any friends. So Sarah took action. She started Score a Friend. Including people with differences is the right thing to do. Inclusion is in you. Now pass it on from PassItOn.com. Last night, that's the kind of game... The Detroit Lions have lost my entire life. They play a good team on the road, arguably outplay them, and they screw it up. They beat themselves. They blow opportunities. Now, it should be noted, no Travis Kelsey was a problem. Even Brady needs a security blanket. Peyton Manning had one, Marvin Harrison, same side of the field. Montana had Rice. And Travis Kelsey is the greatest receiving tight end I've ever seen. There's a stat that came out after the game. Patrick Mahomes, when targeting wide receivers in the second half, had two completions. He really missed Travis Kelsey. As a Lions fan, you got to acknowledge it. If Aiden Hutchison misses a game later this year, Amaron St. Brown, you're going to miss them too. But Detroit won that game last night on a nine-play drive, fourth quarter late. It was physical. It was smartly schemed. It was powerful. They don't usually do that, and they did. Good teams in the NFL, we saw the Patriots do it for mostly 20 years. They sense urgency, they shift gears, they get powerful, physical, and efficient, and they win a game late. But that's what the Detroit Lions did last night, and they don't do that. We've seen glimpses of it in the last couple of years. We've been hopeful and optimistic. That's not W's. You can be hopeful and optimistic and stack L's all year. As much as people, myself included, have laughed at Dan Campbell and the biting the kneecaps, 
the Detroit Lions are him. Tough, physical, passionate, caring, imperfect. But God, they care. They really care. Detroit, for the record, didn't play great. Now, either did the Chiefs. Starters don't play much anymore. Expect week one to be choppy. It certainly is in college football. But historically, losing cultures in Detroit is one. They don't win games like last night. They don't open on the road, even if the Super Bowl team's missing a couple dudes. They don't go on the road. It's close late, and they win, and Detroit did. And be honest, when Mahomes, was that late in the first half, third and 17, Mahomes goes boom, 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 down the field, touchdown, Chiefs, you're thinking, yeah, that's what's going to happen. You're going to do that. You're going to do that end of the game, too. But he didn't, and Mahomes now is 0-2 against Jared Goff, and Jared Goff outplayed him. Kansas City's going to be fine. They're going to get Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey are going to be back. Trading deadline for any flaws, they'll go get somebody. Smart GM Brett Veach. And I will say this. This has the potential, if Chris Jones comes back, this has the potential to be the best defense Mahomes has ever had. They generated a pass rush last night without Chris Jones, and that is one of the best offensive lines they'll face all year. Detroit's got a top three or four O-line in the league, and they got a pass rush, and they were batting down passes. So Kansas City's going to be fine. But from the fake punt that succeeded early to the nine-play drive late, this was an attitude. It was a temperament. This was Detroit's night, and they closed it out, and the Lions haven't done that most of my adult life. Nobody is easier to root for to me than Dan Campbell. And right now the Lions, they're not America's team, but they're gaining some momentum on one of the best watches and best stories in this league. You know I like Jared Goff more than you do. Former number one pick, played at Cal, got the you-know-what beat out of him and never missed Saturday games. He's a tough kid, though he's skinny. He's a rail, can't put on weight, tall and gangly. But he was a number one pick in the 2016 class. In the last seven drafts, teams don't with regularity draft purely 100% pocket guys anymore. Mac Jones, Josh Rosen, I guess Tua, Jared Goff, and of all of them, nobody throws a prettier ball. Next year's quarterback draft class is a bunch of guys that move. Shadur Sanders comes out, he moves. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Bo Nix, Riley Leonard, Jordan Travis, that's what everybody's looking for. It's almost like now if you draft a pocket guy, you're settling. Well, hopefully he gets the right coach. Strictly pocket guys in 2023. You know, they feel like they've all got ceilings. But you know, something that I've often said is don't try to get happier than happy in your life. Figure out what you do well and just keep doing it over and over. And God, does Jared Goff, with time to throw, throw a beautiful football. Like, beautiful. And by the way, Tom Brady just retired. He was a purely pocket guy. Everybody's hyping the Jets. You do get Aaron Rodgers now, is a 96% pocket guy. Joe Burrow can wiggle. Kirk Cousins can't. They both win a lot of games. They're overwhelmingly pocket guys. And so is Super Bowl once in his career, Jimmy Garoppolo. Both Goff and Matt Stafford, when the Rams had McVay in a good old line, mowed through the playoffs, got to a Super Bowl. Jared Goff 
knows what he is. All right, he knows what he is. We live in a world now where everybody's asking you to be fluid and change, evolve and fluctuate. But I'm never happier than an afternoon with a dog to my left and a PBJ to my right. Some things are best simple. New phones these days. Mine's got a sous chef. How about yours? What I really need? Can you text me and can I call you? Jared Goff knows exactly what he is. And what he is and what he does wins a lot. Drop back, move the chains, complete passes, and don't throw a lot of picks. Currently, right now in the NFL, he has the third longest streak of passes without a pick. Brady, Rodgers, Jared Goff. You give him time, and this Detroit offensive line is going to give him time. Cars these days, the sliding moonroof, the Swiss Army knife. I can talk to people somewhere in Uruguay. I don't want it. I want car point A, car point B. And I want my quarterbacks to move the chains, throw the ball, not run, and don't throw picks. That's what Goff does. If you're looking for wiggle, I'd like a little bit. They move the pocket, they roll him out. But Goff knows what he is. And in a world where everybody's kind of reluctant to draft a pocket guy, he throws a great ball. He's 2-0 against Patrick Mahomes, and I didn't think Goff was great or the Lions were last night. Drop back, complete passes, move the chains, and don't throw picks. I know he's limited athletically, but that's what Rodgers now does, Kirk Cousins does, Tom Brady did, Manning did. A lot of the Super Bowls, overwhelmingly most of them, are by guys that just do that. Try to limit your mistakes, drop back, throw it, complete it, move the chains, keep the other star quarterback off the field. So, and I also think Ben Johnson's a great offensive coordinator, and I did like the nine-play drive, but I didn't love their play calling all last night. They had a fumble early. I didn't think the Lions played great football. I didn't think Goff was great. He had passes batted down. Looked like he got frustrated a couple times. So, overall, very good night. KC's going to be fine. Very good night for the Lions. We took the points. You took the points. I took the points. I think... I don't know what America did, but I did think once we found out pregame that Kelsey couldn't play, you're starting to depend on Tony and Sky Moore, and that's a different football team. I went to bed unsure, and I woke up this morning more sure. So these are my official NFL picks. I had a, I had a massive change of decision influenced by Vegas and a little Jamin. So let's start in the AFC East. Bills, Dolphins, Jets, Patriots is the order. I was back and forth on the Dolphins. I've yet to buy the Jets. I'm worried about the O-line with an old quarterback. New England's going to be a feisty fourth place team that will beat all of these teams potentially at least once. AFC South, Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, Browns. This was really hard for me. Oh, sorry. AFC South, Jags, Titans, Texans, Colts. I think the Titans are very well run and very well coached, but I think the Jags could be a number one seed based on their schedule, the division, and I think Doug Peterson's second year with Trevor Lawrence. Next up is the AFC North. This one's a tough one because I have so much respect for the Ravens. 
but the Steelers roster is built with players who don't have an injury history and the Ravens top players have a history of getting hurt. So I think maybe if they played today, the Ravens would win, but over a 17-game schedule, I have the Steelers finishing second. Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, Browns, four. And the AFC West, I think it's tough, but there's too many cultural changes that need to be made in Denver. So I think Chiefs win it, though it's really close. Chargers second, Broncos are a, are a tough, competitive, interesting third Raiders, a talented fourth. Let's go to my NFC predictions. I think the Eagles pull back but still win the division. They'll miss Shane Steichen. Cowboys, Giants, I think I, it's a goal either way. I think the Giants are better than people think and the Cowboys coaching from OC to head coach to O-line coach concerns me. Washington's a very talented fourth place team. Next up, the NFC North. I think the Lions are a 10-win team. I'm not into the 12-13 wins. I think people are a bit hyperbolic. Vikings are good, not special. Packers have their moments. Bears, I just don't really know. I, I, the back, the Packer-Bear game, I could flip on this, but I think the Packers-Bears may end up, you know, both at 8, 9, 9, and 8 around there. Next up is the NFC South. The Saints have the best roster. I have no confidence in the head coach. I flipped last night. I went to bed unsure. I'm trusting Vegas and J-Mac. It's an offensive league. The Falcons are a really talented offense in their schedule. I don't recall ever seeing a schedule that week. By the way, they host the Panthers week one. The Panthers are missing receivers, O-linemen. Their best defensive player, I think, has a holdout. The Falcons are gonna start 1-0. The Panthers probably 0-1, and that matters. Bucks a bad four. And in the NFC West, I flipped on this a couple weeks ago. I think Seattle would lose to the Niners today, but I think because of their youth, fewer players hurt, those that are recover more quickly. Seattle's built for 17 games. Seattle, the Niners will have many stars miss games. McCaffrey, Adebo, a Trent Williams, a Kittle. Over the course of a season, they can be anybody, but will have stretches of being banged up the Niners second. Rams, a pretty uh, uneventful third. Arizona's a mess there, four. So here's my playoff teams. Four new teams. That's what you have to have the last year. Bills, Bengals, Jags, Chiefs, Chargers, Dolphins. I am taking the Steelers over the Ravens. Their best players historically do not have an injury history, and the Ravens do. So only one new team in the AFC but I have three new playoff teams in the NFC. That's where I flip the Falcons and Giants. Eagles, Lions, Saints, Seahawks win their division. Cowboys, Falcons, 49ers playoffs. So the Lions, Falcons, Saints are all new teams. That gives me four. They'll probably be six. I flipped the Giants and the Falcons last night. I like the Giants. I think people are selling. I think the Giants are going to compete for the playoffs of the last weekend.